So I ended up um, modifying their note and taking, at one point in time, they ended up being about four months behind. Um, they owed taxes coming up. Their escrow account was relatively low in terms of tax reserves, and they had difficulties with insurance payments. So at this point in time, we now have two modifications. I modified it twice, and they are on forced place coverage, and they are now, again, 45 days late, and they have not responded back to our communications with them via text and the informal things that we do initially to have a conversation and dialogue with them to work out something that's mutually beneficial. I would do things like pay me $900 now, you owe another $1,400, get that done in the next two weeks and I won't charge a late fee or I'll waive this or, 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 you know, when it got to the point where it was very difficult, I said, I basically will take in the note amount that you owe, and I will also give you extra money, which will go into your reserve account. The last one I did, I gave them $1,500 into their reserve account, which they can't touch, it, and it'll go to pay their taxes when taxes are due. Now, it's in my best interest that they pay their taxes, because if they don't pay their taxes and there's a tax, uh, a tax sale, I could lose my mortgage amount. So, I mean, we'll get into that on some other specialized break break breakout session on, you know, superior debts. Taxes are always on the top of the heap. You cannot negotiate with that. But it was in everyone's best interest that they had an escrow amount that'll actually cover partial their partial tax and then they can catch up with it by making a little bit larger payment every month. So, you know, we work things out. I worked it out to the point where now there's no more working it out. If I do anything additional, it's going to financially hurt them because every time I modify, the payment goes up because the costs have to be put in to the loan amount, and and that raises that that raises their expense. So they're in a lose situation now. They're in a difficult to recover situation. So now, my option to them is to I have to start their foreclosure process. But my option to them, if they choose, is to give back the property to our company deed in lieu of foreclosure instead of them getting foreclosed on and have that on the record and then for us to have to go through the auction process and at best we'll recover our principal amount that is due to us um, best case scenario worst case scenario we lose money and they get a default judgment and we try to collect the money that's owed to us and from someone who hasn't even been able to pay their mortgage payments and lost their house. We're just probably not going to ever recover that money. So that would be a potential known loss that we can protect ourselves against by allowing them to, or giving them an option to give the house back to us, deed in lieu of foreclosure. And in exchange, I will... Um, obviously cover any past mortgage payments because you know I'm, I'm, my my offer back is that I'm going to take over what they owe in taxes because they, they think they owe about $3,000 right now and you know they owe us thousands of dollars in mortgage payments that gets wiped out um, I will assume their taxes I will not um, bill them for that um, and then I will also give them money if they 
leave the house in good condition, broom swept clean, and, and just exit. It's cheaper, it's safer, it's a better way to go to pay them as opposed to hiring an attorney, foreclosing, and they trash the place and refuse to leave and destroy things. And then we have to do a um, eviction after the fact and evict them from the property through law enforcement. It just turns into a thing that that's, that's not ideal. I've done that multiple times. It's not fun, it's stressful, and you lose money and you lose time and you lose effort and you're paying extra bills to attorneys and other court fees and 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 you know sheriff or constable fees for for the process of you know um, serving them and it just turns into a whole big thing wouldn't it be so much better to just offer them some money less money than you'd pay to go through all this other process and get the house back right now and get a house back in clean and good condition and then give them give them that cash they can go now out and and hopefully secure a deposit for a down payment or not down payment they probably won't get a house um, but secure a uh, deposit for rental um, their foreclosure is not going to be on record it's not foreclosure so they could potentially get another house sooner than later once they are able to correct their financial problems and and get back on their feet and have stability, you know, they, they can be in another house in a year. You know, it's a possibility. So this is a good scenario. With them, I'm offering that option. And I'm also offering uh, option B, which is we do deed in lieu of foreclosure as well. Same description as before. But I would give them an option to live in the property still and rent it. So they would lose their their equity if there is any in the house at this point i don't know what they've done or what the condition is um they would they would lose that but they would now be able to make a lower monthly payment as a renter i would you know make less money because i would rent it to them at a rate that's lower than market because anything higher they really can't afford it i'd basically take I, I don't remember I don't I don't have the accounting in front of me, but um, I believe their payments are something about something around twelve hundred dollars a month. The going market rate there for rent is about thirteen fifty. Um, <clears throat> I would probably agree, which I haven't really decided yet, but I'd probably agree to to a thousand bucks or nine ninety five or you know something right around there, a couple hundred dollars less than what they're paying right now. They don't have to worry about all those other expenses of home ownership they do lose their equity but they're going to lose their house anyway and if somebody buys the house at auction chances are they're going to buy it for somewhere around what's owed they wouldn't necessarily receive equity anyway they could renovate the house or fix it up even nicer and sell it for top dollar in this market but these kind of proactive planning ahead and putting money into the property, you know, they didn't even make their mortgage payment. They're not going to do that option. They may not be able to afford it. They may not be organized enough. They may have family problems. I don't know what their scenario is, but I am offering them that, that rental exit. On top of this, I would give them a free month or a credit on November's, on December's payment. Right now it's October. I would, I would uh, not charge anything for rent from today. November 1st, which is only 
five or six days, uh, six days. But um, they would pay the first month, you know, nine ninety five, and then in December they'd pay zero. And I chose that because you know the holidays, and it'd be you know they probably want to spend money on family. They probably have difficulty making their payments anyway during that time. So I'm helping them recover and giving them that grace and also taking in all those expenses. All of that, all in all, is a win for me long term because if they stay as tenants, I have hopefully a, a long-term tenant. And in the, you know, in the future, they, they have options. They could find another property. I don't think I'd want to lend to them again. Um, they may buy that property again in the future. Um, if I make any improvements to it or the value goes up, it's my prerogative. I can charge what I want, but I would not want to charge too much more than what they originally bought it for because I don't believe that's even right. There's some kind of, there's some kind of, um, ruling against doing that in the past that made that a thing that's, you know, unallowed and it should be unallowed really. Cause then I'd just be opportunistic. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, take it from them or get buy it, pick it up deed in lieu of foreclosure, and then make some nominal improvements, and a year later charge them twenty thousand dollars more than what they uh, originally owed on it. You know, they're less like they're not even going to be able to make those payments. But that's really, you know, that's that's uh, that's not a good thing to do. That should be illegal if it if it isn't. So I. So my scenario would basically be, look, you can rent it for a while, figure out what you want to do, find another property, buy that, move out of here when you're ready, and then I can go back to normalized rent. Uh, I'd probably end up just selling it again. I would probably end up um, putting some more money into the house and um, make it as nice as I can and sell it for as much as I can in the future. So, so that's the scenario. Now, that is the whole story up to this point on that property. It was still worth it to go through some of the things we go through because I do not need to repair anything. I no longer am responsible for the taxes. I do not have to go and inspect the property. I don't have to worry about turnover. I just have to make sure my payments are made. And my only obligation at this point is the debt I owe to Mary every single month which is a reasonable dollar amount, and I can manage that all day long without needing um, to worry about if, if my tenant, or my tenant, if my borrower is gonna make their payment, because if my borrower can't make their payment, am I gonna be able to cover that and pay Mary? Well, don't buy a property and take it on seller finance and fix it up and sell it to someone else on seller finance if you can't afford to cover months where your borrower is not doing what they're supposed to do so i took that on as a risk i can take and i'll take on as many of those as i can as long as the risks are in line with the rewards and i have plenty of capital reserves to cover unforeseen things and unpaying borrower non-paying borrowers borrowers so at the end of the day i'll make a, quite a bit of money off that property no matter which angle I go in and it's a great option note buying is a, is a great a great way to accumulate and and really have passive income so if you don't want to go through that process 
you would work with someone like me who does go through that process, who enjoys going through that process, who understands it and does it pretty well. Because I will be able to take your money and invest it in notes and other investments that are residential, apartments, and and, and single-family residential, the areas that I'm comfortable with, and in the locations that I know very well, and continue to accumulate wealth. You would receive a large portion of the proceeds on monthly cash flow, on the point in time if, if it, the note ever does get sold, um, there would be, you know, cash um, that could be reinvested. You can, um, you know, take the money back out. There's, a, you know, I don't want to get into the specifics of these things because this is not an offering. But what I'm saying is if you're comfortable with all the mechanics that I had described and knowing that this is one of the tough ones, there's plenty of easy ones where I had no problem at all. There's other ones that are a little bit tougher, but this is kind of the most challenging and frustrating part of the business. Um, and, and I'm, you know, it's just how you manage it that makes the difference. And so if you're less comfortable with that, but attracted to the kind of returns you can get, you know, you can run your own calculations. I'm not going to tell you what you can make, but you know, take the numbers I described today, map that out and see if it fits your criteria and your, your, uh, your goals. And if it does do it on your own, actively as an active investor professional uh, or or part-time or work with someone like me who will provide um, active management um, asset management and uh, portfolio management and give you a good return for a very long time uh, so long as everything works out okay so Hopefully this was helpful. This was 53 minutes. I don't know if I'm going to break this up into two episodes. Maybe I'll just run this thing full. We'll see. Um, Corey Harrington with Flip Connect. This was Note Buying 101. I hope it was helpful. Have a great day. And if you have any comments or questions, you can contact me on my personal cell number, 210-355-2628. Or you can email me, Corey, C-O-R-Y, at flipconnect.com. You can reach me on LinkedIn. You can reach me on Spotify. You can reach me through uh, YouTube, probably, coming up soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's how to get a hold of me. Just call me. Just or text me. You know, we'll talk. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening in. <laughs>